Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments. I'm your host, Richard Beckson. Today, we have the honor of having Jim Demales. Jim has been in Costa Rica for over 30 years and is CEO and owner of Green Teak Hotels. Green Teak Hotels has hotels in San Ramon, Via Blanca, Santa Juana Lodge, uh, just above the Quepos area, Manuel Antonio, which is the hotel C. Como no, and Aguilarosa in the Osa Peninsula. So Jim has done it all uh, and has done it all sustainably. So it's going to be interesting trying to figure out how we talk hotels, real estate, investment, and how we do that sustainably. Uh, so yeah, so remember, if you guys have any questions or you'd like to see future guests uh, on any of the future podcasts or any themes, please do let me know. I'd be happy to uh, search the network uh, and get these answered for you. Uh, and remember, if you do like this, please subscribe. The link is in the details. Thanks, guys. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? I'm fine. And you? How's it going where you're at? Very, very good. A bit cloudy here in San Jose today. How, how, how's Manuel Antonio? Uh, as we say, it's gatos y perros. It's cats and dogs, or <laughs> dogs and cats. It's raining crazy here, but the animals love it, and so do the, uh, so do the farmers. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, thanks for taking the uh, the time today. It's an absolute honor to have you on the on the podcast. Um, My pleasure. I, I gave you a, a bit of an introduction beforehand. Basically, you were kind of a bit of a pioneer when it comes to sustainable uh, development and tourism here in Costa Rica. So first of all, on behalf of everyone, thanks very much for what you've done for the country, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's get straight into it, Jim, because I'm sure that the listeners are, uh, uh, um, uh, are excited to hear some of your input here. Jim, I, I'm going to start off something new in this podcast, which is kind of asking people where their favorite areas of Costa Rica are, because a lot of people listening uh, might not have an idea of kind of what's, you know, of what's available in Costa Rica. They just know some areas, but like kind of asking people that have been here for a long time, you know, what are your favorite areas of Costa Rica, Jim, and why? Well, I, I'm a uh... I'm uh, prejudiced because they're where we have our green tea properties. Uh, that would be here in Manuel Antonio where I'm at today. Uh, it's a beautiful area. Uh, when it comes to nature, uh, it's blessed. Uh, we've also have a project down in the Osa Peninsula with my partner, uh, Brad Johnson, which is magical. That's where we have the, uh, the National Park of Corcovado. We've got diving, snorkeling, fishing, everything. San Ramon is another wonderful part of Costa Rica up in the up in the Central Valley, which is for cloud forest and for, let's put it this way, back in time, we have a village concept there that's amazing. That's in San Ramon. Yep. And my favorite place to hang out is where I built a little house up in the village of Santo, Santa Juana. Santa Juana is the concept of world tourism, which in Costa Rica has become quite popular lately because really the caretakers of biodiversity seem to be the families that live closest to nature. So those would be my favorite spots. Wow. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, you, you guys are trying to do something in real estate up there in the uh, San Ramon area, right? Via Blanca? Yes. Uh, we realize, especially now with more and more interest in real estate in Costa Rica, obviously the new normality from pandemia is going to be, let's look for a second home that maybe be our permanent home someday. And we have a project up there called Las Bromelias. And it's a private community based on sustainability which is managed by Green Teak. So we've all got the experience in managing properties and providing hospitality. So it's exciting because we're following all of the guidelines of Costa Rica's Ministry of Natural Resources. So it's going to be organic. It's going to be uh, in harmony with nature. And it's going to blend in with the hotel Via Blanca so that we have all the infrastructure for the clients. Wow. 
I mean, for anybody listening here that's not, be, I've been to Via Blanco a couple of times before. Uh, I mean, it's cloud rainforest. I mean, it really is. I mean, you're up there in the clouds, you know, it kind of, it's drifting across. I mean, some days it's completely blue sky. Other days, the clouds kind of coming across, you know, it's, 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 it's raw. I mean, as you said there, it's, it's rural tourism, it, uh, you know, sustainable rural tourism, right? Yeah. I mean, the average temperature is around 75 degrees. Uh, yep. And it is for somebody, especially who wants to, enjoy the comfort of a climate and yet still have a fireplace <laughs> in the tropics. Yep. Uh, it's definitely uh, a, a special experience. I mean, our guests constantly comment about how relaxed they are. And I think in this day and age, people want to go somewhere where they can chill and relax. I agree. I agree. Well, Jim, it's been a hell of a roller coaster year for us, right? In tourism. <laughs> that's that's to say the least yeah uh, it's a big surprise for all of us in tourism yes. exactly but hey we're still live we're still standing we're still kicking and things are getting better i mean what has been the biggest surprise to you this year and why well i think the the fact that the both the the government was unprepared and we as an industry tourism we were also caught off guard um i was promoting the idea of a co-op in our industry where we could back each other up because you know, 85% of our business is, is boutique. Yep. And when you're standalone and you don't have a network of support with your fellow hoteliers, you're kind of left out there standing on your own. And that is a lesson I wouldn't want to repeat. So I believe we need to become more connected as a group with better representation. And I think the government needs to more com comprehend more the value of our industry and be prepared to support us with more than just the token gestures we've been receiving so we, yeah. we need to have we need to have a better relationship with our with the government institutions but they're learning and we are it's a learning process okay. hopefully we won't have to test it again hopefully not anytime soon yeah so uh but i, I mean what do you what has been i mean what are you seeing i'm not too sure the perspective you have but i mean what are you guys seeing with regards to real estate in in the areas that you guys work are you seeing a lot of demand or is it you know new product or uh, it has taken off. Literally, when I talk to my, my closest contacts in real estate that are also to my personal friends, it's up to 500% in inquiries. Wow. And I believe that has a lot to do with the experiences in North America and Europe, where a lot of people are wondering whether they should have a second home, not just as an investment, uh, but also perhaps as a future location to live. And of course, yeah. Costa Rica, being a democracy, being westernized and within a time zone of the United States, especially, we're seeing a lot of inquiries. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm getting that from all the realtors that I'm speaking to. I was in the Ojocha, Lovita, Dominicao area yesterday, and they were just rushed off their feet, you know. So um, good for them, I suppose. Good for them, yeah. you know. Well, you've been, in, you've been in tourism and specifically a, homeowner, uh, a hotel owner and operator for over 30 years, uh, which is very impressive. I mean, you've built, you've developed properties throughout Costa Rica. There are a lot of people that are thinking about, you know, number one, moving to Costa Rica. Secondly is, you know, then getting into the hotel business, you know, whether that be a boutique hotel, you know, that they run or whether that be, you know, something a little bit larger. I mean, my question for you would be, what advice would you give them apart from don't do it? What advice would you give them? Well, they would have to have one key ingredient besides money. Yep. Is passion. Passion. You got to love this business. Hospitality is 24 seven. So if you want to come here and experiment uh, and uh, you're, you're going to dabble in it, that's not realistic. The, the expectation you're in hospitality, your guests expect you to deliver. 
Yep. So whether it's a 12 room or a 200 room property, if it's boutique, uh, a lot of it is your own process of education. You know, the, 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 the chain, the flagships, that's different because then you're in, really investing as a, as, a, as a franchise and they give you all the guidelines. But when you want to open your own hotel, and if you're not experienced in hospitality, make sure you bring in a good manager. Make sure you also do your homework uh, as far as your own personality, because you've got to be a people person. Yeah. You know, like yeah. people to be in hospitality. Yeah, I think that's great. That's great advice. That, that really is. I mean, it's either you got to like people or you better find a great manager that's really good with people. So yeah, and they have a good contract. They stick around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Well, the good news is there are lots of good managers here in Costa Rica. Oh, absolutely. And fortunately, well-educated. Yeah. This country, when it comes to talent, not an issue. All of my staff at my three hotels are all born and raised in Costa Rica. Uh, which is part of our mission statement in, in hospitality is we want to use local talent. And also it's an important career goal. I mean, people go to university to study tourism in Costa Rica and take it quite seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, Jim, do you think people can make money in a hotel business in Costa Rica? Because a lot of people look at it for an investment, you know? To speculate, uh, <clears throat> I think it's a longer term investment. Yep. Uh, unless you want to buy stock in the Marriott, right? Which, yep. which is another whole game. But if you want to go invest in a standalone or a group like Green Tea, uh, you should plan on at least three to five years to start seeing any kind of recovery, I believe. Yep. And then it has a lot to do also with what you're building. Uh, if you're going to do something very complicated like I did, yep. uh, it took longer to recover because we put a lot of investment. In, if you want to build... Uh, seven two-story structures or if you want to build one seven-story structure with an elevator it's a whole different story as far as your return on investments much cheaper to go up rather than out but that's not to me a sustainable concept i yeah i agree i agree you know it's i, I think again it's it's you know is i think if somebody's expecting i mean i think anybody that's investing in a hotel has to take more of a long-term view on this as well but now is a great time to potentially do it because i mean this upswing that we're going to see is going to be very strong you know, as I said, you know, we have all the data on the tourism side because of all the websites that we have. We can see that, the, you know, we're kind of tip of the spear. The demand is insane. I mean, we can't keep up with it. Like realtors can't keep up with it. We can't keep up with it, you know, on, on the tourism side. So the upswing is going to be beautiful. Well, I mean, we are the poster child of sustainability. Yep. We didn't have to come up to speed. We were already practicing it since the 90s. And uh, as part of this new normality, I think people look at Costa Rica and our track record, whether they're you know, the champions of the United Nations. Uh, uh, we are definitely, and, and you've been part of that as a partner of ours through your own operations. Uh, you know how important sustainability is because a lot of young people are asking, yep. you know, what's the impact of my holiday? Uh, what kind of treatment are there with the employees? Uh, are you into supporting the local community? I'm, for the first time, I should, uh, for the last maybe five years, that's become important. So I think Costa Rica, when it comes to whether it's real estate investment or in tourism, we are on the cutting edge of, of a new normality that says, I'm going to go and make a difference. I want to travel responsibly. I'm seeing that over and over again, Richard. Well, that's great. That's great to see, because I mean, that really is Costa Rica. I mean, it is a, you know, we have a sustainable organic brand here. Um, you know, and I think that 
very much people like yourself and other people that came here in the 90s, 80s, well, 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, this is kind of like an organic thing that's happened here in Costa Rica. It wasn't that just like we've had big hotels come in and Costa Rica is now like, you know, a Mexican destination. I mean, it's been basically it's like the jungle here. It's very naturally grown, thank God, you know, and very sustainable. So let's talk about sustainability a sec, because again, I think that that, you know, that's in the DNA of all your hotels. You know, for people are thinking of opening a sustainable hotel, because again, there's a lot more, you know, people thinking about doing that. Can, how do you manage sustainability and profitability? You know, can those two things coexist, Jim? Well, first of all, when you say sustainability, it's usually behind the curtain. It's back of the house. Yep. It's things that aren't necessarily what the guests will appreciate firsthand, because they might look at a pillow gift, a pillow pillow menu or uh, the, the sheet count of threads or the, the chef's name, uh, those things obviously are very typical in any property. But when you get into sustainability, you're talking about things like sanitation plants, solar energy, recycling. Uh, you've got many things you do that are cost and aren't necessarily what the guest is paying for. Yeah. But you want to reduce your impact. If you want to make a difference in your carbon footprint, You've got to be able to invest in those areas. And then you have to be able to have the patience for your brand to be established so that that market niche will find you. Fortunately, like with your operations, you look for those properties. But many people don't look beyond you know, the, the, the front door, the, the look of the room. Uh, and so those people, it's harder to sell to. So we find it very important to create alliances with inbound operators and with agencies in Europe that specifically are targeting those market issues, because if not, it's hard to make a living because people won't pay the difference. I charge the same rate as my competitor, but if my competitor is polluting and he isn't supporting his community, whatever, the guest doesn't know that. They just want to know what's going to cost and you're $10 more a night than they are. Yeah. So that's, that's education, but we're seeing that come through, but that takes time. So yes, you can be profitable and you can be sustainable, but it's more energy. It's more, it's more commitment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you just make a good part here on solar, you know, I mean, solar can have a financial return because I mean, again, you know, a lot of it's an emotional decision backed up by logic of the idea of having solar is pretty cool, especially here in Costa Rica, we get tons of sun. The logic side of it is, you know, yes, I mean, it will return over the long term. So, you know, I think that that's it. As you mentioned, there is investing in a hotel is going to be a probably three to five, maybe seven year play, you know, but also investing in sustainability as well is going to be a longer play, you know, on, 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 on that. But it's not, but it's also you're preserving the area that you're at because there's nothing, nothing worse than having this profitable hotel if it's polluting, you know, because that, that reputation can go away in two seconds, you know, if you get caught. Exactly. And that's why today you're seeing more people ask those questions. Yeah. They, do well, want to, they do want to know the impact. So, yeah. you know, I started early, uh, too early as far as sustainable hospitality, but it's caught up now. And I think this whole thing with COVID is going to make it even more important. The wellness of the planet also means the wellness of a holiday. And that means the health of the hotel you're staying at. And that's why I think uh, we're, we're in the right place at the right time uh, to make this happen. I agree. I agree. Someone was asking me the other day, I, I spoke to uh, somebody who was looking for some help on, on investing here in Costa Rica. And I always like to ask them the question, I'm like, okay, is this a lifestyle investment or is this an investment? And they were like, well, Rich, what's the difference? And I said, well, investment is just pure numbers. I put in, you know, 100,000, 110,000 comes out. My return is 10,000. I'm like, a lifestyle investment is that like your health, your lifestyle changes 
so that like your personal well-being, your mental health, you know, it's an intangible that you can't put money on, you know, but if we were to put money on it, you know, then you could probably, it would maybe even way exceed the hundred, the hundred and the, the 10% you've made here on the right-hand side, you know, so it's very difficult to do that part, but if you can, if you can see some monetary return, plus also get that, you know, that lifestyle return, say that you're looking for, I think that, you know, you need to have that balance today in today's age. Absolutely. And that's why I am convinced that right now, when I have people ask me, they're a guest, uh, they're interested in real estate, they're interested in investment in commercial, whatever it is that they're looking for. We always end up talking about why do you want to pick up and move to Costa Rica? Uh, and they usually say, because I want a change in my life. Well, yep. it's lifestyle. Well, if you want a change in your life, maybe that has a price that you should incorporate into. Otherwise, again, buy shares at Marriott on Wall Street. Yeah. They're, they're doing pretty well right now. But what I was told, just because they're, you know, they're so deep pocketed that they are already seeing a return in the United States. And those kind of investments are so much different. But if you come into Costa Rica, I would say at least one of your top returns of investment is the quality of life. And that's why Costa Rica is a perfect venue, perfect location. And I know after 30 years, I have no regrets when it comes to having made that decision because I see it in the response of guests. Why are these people so nice and friendly? Why is everybody so happy? Well, when you have medical health care, excellent education, good infrastructure, especially for a country with only 5 million people, we've got our act together for health. And we do so because it's a priority. So if you want to come to Costa Rica, expect to be able to fall in love because if you don't fall in love with the culture you may end up moving home again too because it is another culture yeah yeah i think that's a great point is the cultural part that's why i always say to people when they're looking to to buy something down here just come and stay for a little bit first just to make sure that you understand that like queuing is queuing is different here um you know i mean this we could go on and on about the things that are different here but it's also the beauty of this place as well you know it's a little bit more relaxed so uh, i think i'm I'm, I'm finding that now, again, as I mentioned, I'm buying a bit of land. So I think I'm driving the real to nuts at the moment because, uh, you know, it's a clash of cultures, the British culture here with the, uh, with, the, with the Tico culture. So, yeah, that should be fun. Jim, where do you think the gap in the hotel tourism market is at the moment? You know, if you, if you were to start a new concept tomorrow or someone came to you and said, look, I'm starting a boutique hotel tomorrow. I mean, what would you suggest? What would be your advice for them? It's a tough question because on the one hand, when we're talking about tourism, I think of the government too, because the government has a lot to do with how you're managed as far as all the regulations. Uh, as far as working in the industry as a boutique property ship, because you're out there, maybe with the tourist board, it's around 30 to 40 rooms max. So the, so when I, I should say really average is about 12 to 15. So you better make sure that you are in a community where you're not going to have big, huge uh, franchises next door that are going to outperform you, out-discount you, and out-market you. So I think that hotels need to look at, hoteliers need to look at what is the master plan of where you're investing which is your zoning. Uh, you need to look at what is the master plan for you to be in a destination where tourism is a priority. Uh, yeah. If not, uh, you might be outperformed by agriculture and find 
them spraying chemicals around your hotel. So those are all things you have to have on a checklist. And the tourist industry is still young. So we still have lessons to, to learn. So I, as you said, you come, spend time here, come here a few times, go to different hotels, get to know the managers, uh, question and answer. If you really want to invest here, you should do that kind of homework, which you also suggested, because I find people coming here and they turn around and buy a lot and think they're going to build a home because it doesn't happen that way. First of all, the permit process is lengthy. Uh, you need to understand all the regulations. And if you don't have a master plan in your community, which is zoning, then you've really got to talk to your neighbors, go visit the municipality, uh, talk to the Chamber of Commerce. There's a lot of homework you need to do before you spend a dollar and choose a, a place to build. I agree, I agree. Jim, if you could go back five years and tell yourself, like we had a time machine, and tell yourself to invest in something here in Costa Rica, uh, what would it be and why? <laughs> Groceries. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely get in the grocery business because it seems to be the only one that's thriving where I'm at. Uh, <clears throat> that and, and, and healthcare. <clears throat> no, I, <clears throat> right now, I would say, and here at Cicomono, is a second home, meaning condominiums, but condominiums that are tied into a resort, because I feel we are very qualified in Costa Rica to do both, to provide the hospitality for the experience, but also the insurance, because if you're going to come down here and buy a second home, especially if it's a condo that you can close up and leave, or you can rent it in a rental pool, to me, if I had $500,000 again to invest, I would invest in a condo resort project that was sustainable because it has all the ingredients of the trend. And I think the trend is permanent, which is wellness and responsibility. And at the same time, it gives you the opportunity to arrive at your second home, have everything ready to go. The AC is working. The refrigerator is well stocked. There is security. And when you're not here, they're renting it to the right customers. You've got all the insurance. Everything is covered because I talk to people who keep coming to me for lunch or dinner and crying on my shoulder because they bought a condo somewhere in Costa Rica or down the street and they're having nothing but problems. Yeah. They spend their entire time fixing everything that isn't working. Uh, and so, yes, I think that's a good investment because more and more people are going to look for a second home in Costa Rica. As I said earlier, that might become their future permanent home. Well, I think you might be onto something here because I don't know if that many Again, if I'm buying a condo or, or an apartment or something like that that is sustainable, I don't know of many of those types of things in Costa Rica. I mean, you can buy a condo anywhere, but buying a sustainable condo, I mean, that's a, you know, that has like a low impact, you know, that's a different ballgame. I don't know whether that exists, Jim. Well, that's where I put my 500 grand if I had an extra 500. <laughs> no, no I, I really, you know, and I've been talking to realtors about this, Richard, and they agree. Uh, it yeah. is, it is going to be, an area of strong interest and there isn't a lot of product as you said in our area man antonio it doesn't exist yet and that's yeah. why if i was to go back and reinvest i would reinvest in that concept wow i think that's great i think that's a that's a that's a great idea really is um jim just before we go i mean is there any other advice you'd give to anyone looking to invest into a, a hotel probably i'm going to say a boutique hotel in costa rica well, again, as you suggested, and I agree, come down here at least once or twice, spend time here. Yep. You know, uh, uh, do your, have a list of questions ready to go and see the consistency of the answers to those questions and travel around 
stay at three or four different locations, go back to the ones you fall in love on the second trip, and narrow, narrow in the target of where you would like to invest. Because that's the only way you're, you're not going to go to Google and find that. I don't think you have to do it emotionally. Yeah. You have to do it by, by actually sitting down with a manager and or an owner. Because I think most of us are happy to share. I find that as part of the culture of Costa Rica. Very so much do, your so. do your homework. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A hotel owner in art said to me the other day, they were like, I don't know whether there is someone specializing just in basically... I mean, the transaction of hotels here that has a huge in-depth knowledge of just hotels, not realtors, you know, but like just hotels that's looking at from a demand data cash flow point of view, like a feasibility. And he turned around and was like, Rich, you should do this. Well, I'm just about to say, you're the, you're the, you're the guy I would come to. <laughs> because with all the conversations we've had with you and Casey and your team, those are the kind of questions that you've been asking me, which are the kind of questions people should come to Costa Rica and ask themselves. Yeah. Get smart and do it, do it with people who've been around the block, I think, and aren't going to be thinking you're the, you're their competitor either. So, I mean, there's also subtle ways to ask questions because some people are wondering, well, why are you asking me all these questions? But I I would say that yeah, it's 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 a business potential that is amazing in real estate that ties into hospitality and uh, I'm looking forward to the next phase of my career, being more involved in just that area. That's, yeah. that's my interest, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I had a hotel owner ask me the other day to look at his rates for his new hotel that he's building and to see whether they were good rates. So I looked at the rates for him and told him they were too cheap. He needed to basically increase them by about 30%. He was like, really? I was like, your rates are too cheap, dude. You know, I don't think he was expecting that. Where were you when I started out? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jim, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate your time. Uh, and again, anyone that I think that wants to get in contact with Jim uh, or Green Tea Hotels, I'll provide all the details basically in, in the description. My pleasure, Richard. Thank you for the... Thanks very much. You have a great day, Jim. Yeah.